Hey everyone, Randy Lloyd here, a psychologist, and um, I just want to thank you guys for coming across in today's episode. And in today's episode, we just want to continue our conversation about developing your spiritual aspect of your life, the spiritual element of your life. Remember, guys, that we're talking about the fact that we have different elements of our life, the mental, the physical, the social, and the spiritual, and by extension, the emotional and financial. However, most people, we develop our mental life, our physical life, which is good. However, we don't develop our spiritual life. And you know, so I'm going to show you what I do in developing my spiritual life. So I have my Bible in front of me, and I'm reading from my Bible. And I'll show you how I study the Word of God. And it's just one method. There's so many different methods I use. It's just one method I use. And I'm reading from Second Chronicles chapter 26. Oh, by the way, guys, please leave a voice message for me. Uh, there's a button somewhere there where you can click and you can leave a comment just have a, 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 just, so that, just so that I can get some feedback from you guys as uh, so are you enjoying what you're hearing do you want to hear more about it uh, what would you like um, to hear more of you know so just have this let's have this conversation all right so in second chronicles chapter 26 we are reading about Uzziah, uh, one of the kings of Judah and his life, right? And uh, so while I'm reading, what I would like you to do is to pinpoint something that jumps out at you. What do I mean by jumps out at you? It is you are actually, uh, you're, you have a question to ask, or you find something strange with what you read, or you find this was a powerful words that you read, or why is he reading it? Something else came back to your mind from when he was younger or something that happened to you in the past and, it, and you've seen some kind of connection. Anything that jumps out at you, you underline it, right? Or you put a pin on that and then you're going to come back to it and try to figure out what is it about this text bothers me or what is this about this text that I love and it's making me feel really, really good about it, all right? So that's, that's a little bit something about how you're going to read it. And then by extension, what you're going to do now is that you're going to do some referencing. So, but we're not, we're not going to get into that totally right now. So let's go. Second Chronicles chapter 26. We're going to read here. Now all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, made him king instead of his father Amaziah. He built Elat and restored it to Judah after the king rested with his fathers. Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king and he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was uh, Jecolia of Jerusalem. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father Amaziah had done. Okay, so this so far, what, what jumps out at me is the fact that the Bible did mention that he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. So let's see what was that that he did was right in the sight of the Lord. So verse 5, he sought God in the days of Zechariah who had understanding of the visions of God. And as long as he saw the Lord, God made him prosper. I mean, so this is something that we want in our, in our life. Um, every single human being wants to prosper. At least that's what we think. That, and I'm believing that that is why you are here, so you can get more knowledge and more information. We all want to prosper. So God is saying here, as long as Isaiah saw the Lord, God made him prosper. 
And what does it mean to seek the Lord, to sought the Lord? He sought the Lord. He sought after God. He seek after God. He went and perhaps maybe he was worshiping God. Perhaps maybe he was reading scriptures. Perhaps maybe he was trying to develop himself to create a, a level of communication with God. And not just that, but to do exactly what God said to do for us in our life. To, to, so again, so what, what I like to do is try to, when I'm reading the scriptures, bring it to 2021. That's, that's the year that we live in right now. How can we read and study God's word to, so that we can develop our spiritual life here in 2021? How can we take God's word and look at it in 2021? For us here in 2021, we have the Bible that we can read. Right back then, it had the scrolls, and back then it had um, um, the prophets like to come and talk to them, and bring them direct message from what God said. Right for us here, we have the God's word. We have the Bible that we can read, and whilst we're reading the Bible, it is God literally talking back to us. Right. So I'm verse six. Now he went out and made war against the Philistines and broke down the wall of Gath the wall of Jabne and the wall of Ashdod, and he built cities around Ashdod and among the Philistines. God helped him against the Philistines, against the Arabians who lived in Gerbeal, and against the, the Menunites. Also, the Ammonites brought tribute to Uzziah. His fame spread as far as the entrance of Egypt, for he became exceedingly strong. So what we see in here is that he, God helped him, verse 7, against the Philistines, against the Arabians who lived in Gerbeal, and against the Meunites. What that shows is that Uzziah had problems. So even though you are seeking God, you are developing your spiritual life, you will get problems in your life. You will still get problems. Every single human being gets problems. And that is because I've learned that Life is about solving problems, right? So think about it. Get deep into it. Life is about solving problems. So you will always get problems in your life. Most of the time, we just know how to solve the little problems. If you, if you have a problem, when you're hungry, that's a problem. So what do you do? You go and eat. Uh, if you are uh, walking out the road and rain is falling, that's a problem. What do you do? You get an umbrella or a raincoat. So those are things that we know how to solve problems. But if you have a large problem, starting a multi-million dollar business, uh, want to travel to certain parts of the world, you don't have no money, uh, if you have large problems, then it tends to, for us to think in terms of we can't solve those problems because they're too big, we don't know what to do, and so on. But what we are reading here is that God helped him against the Philistines, against the Arabians who lived in Gerbeal, and against the Munites. The Munites. Um, that word is so tough to pronounce, guys. Munites. All right, cool. So because he was able to... Um, God helped him. It shows that even though we have big problems, we write it down. I'm, I'm advocate for writing down whatever you want to solve. You write it down and you talk to God about it because that's what happened here. So because he seek after God, because he seek after God, God now steps in and helps you when you have large problems, even small problems, even small problems. 
and God made him prosper. One of the um, theories I'm working on and I'm studying God's word and I'm studying psychology too as well to try to get a deeper understanding of it is the word desire. Sometimes I believe that we are not successful in our life because we don't have any desire. We're just going through the motions of life. We're just going through the motion. We're just going through the motion rather than uh, seeking a desire or have desires. So you write all your desires, all of them, as much as you can. And every day you could, you could add to the list, take out, but just write down all your desires and present those desires before God because most of them desires is tough. Is big things, things that expensive, things that cost a lot of money, uh, things that may may take a lot of uh, time or energy out of you, but you, that you don't know how to do it, and that um, because you are putting these desires before God, God now will realize that you have these desires, and bro, you're 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 seeking after me, you're checking you're checking for me, then I'm going to make you prosper, and that's what he did with. Um, Uzziah here. So verse 9, and Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate, uh, at the valley gate, and at the corner buttress of the wall. Then he fortified them. Also he built towers in the desert. He dug many wells, for he had much livestock, both in the lowlands and in the plains. He also had farmers and wine dressers in the mountains and in Carmel, for he loved the soil. What we've seen here is that he's building stuff. So he's developing financially. He have much livestock. Back then, uh, Bible times, wealth is like you're having livestock. Right? Um, you have plenty. Um, he dug wells. He built buildings and so on. So therefore, uh, he was developing financially. He have um, in the mountains and in the Carmel, for he loved the soil. He loved, he loved gardening and so on. So he had a lot of those things that he loved and so on. So he was developing financially, which is great. Moreover, Uzziah had an army of fighting men who went out to war by companies according to the number of their rule as prepared by um, Jael, the scribe, and Manasseh, the officer under the hand of Hananiah, one of the king's captains. The total number of chief officers of the mighty men of valor was 2,600, and under their authority was an army of 307,500 that made war with mighty power to help the king against the enemy. Then Uzziah prepared for them for the entire army shields, spear, helmets, body armor, bows, and slings to cast stones, and he made devices in Jerusalem invented by skillful men to be on the towers of the corners to shoot arrows and large stones. So his fame spread far and wide, for he was marvelously helped till he became strong. So that's very powerful. I was reading this, you know, you could think of the video game Three Kingdoms, uh, where, where, you know, you coming against people in big towers and they have these guys shooting out stones and arrows and bows like, you know i don't know if you guys played it played a video game uh three um kings uh sorry uh kingdoms i i i haven't played the game but i know about it three kingdoms i haven't played but i know about it and so on but um it's something similar i'm reading this here and i'm thinking about that right so uh, it's just something i've been thinking about um so we see here that Isaiah is developing. Um, so, however, look, let's, let's read verse 16. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up and his destruction 
to his, to his destruction, for he transgressed against the Lord his God by entering the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. So therefore, what we see in here is that after a while, because he was strong, because he was developing financially and he started doing a lot of stuff, his heart was lifted up. Um, another word that we could easily put there is he started to get prideful. He got too much pride in his heart to the point where, you know, he think that he's better off than people. He you now tell himself that he could now walk into God's house and sacrifice. Back then, only the priest could do that. And God allowed that the priest alone could go out there and sacrifice. But he tell himself that, listen, I could handle that scene. I could do that. I can go out there and and literally do that when that was to his downfall and his destruction. So Azariah the priest went in after him, and with him were eighty priests of the Lord, valiant men. And they withstood King Uzziah and said to him, It is not for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord, but for the priests, the sons of Aaron, who are consecrated to burn incense. Get out of the sanctuary, for you have trans pass you shall have no honor from the lord god verse 19 then Isaiah became furious he got angry and he had a censer in his hand to burn incense and while he was angry with the priest leprosy broke out in his forehead before the priest in the house of the lord beside the incense altar and Azariah, the chief priest and all the priests looked at him and there on his forehead he was leprous so they thrust him out of the place which is the temple. Indeed, he also hurried to get out because the Lord had struck him. King Uzziah was a leper until the day of his death. He dwelt in an isolated house because he was a leper, for he was cut off from the house of the Lord. Then Jotham, his son, was over the king's house, judging the people of the Lord. All right, his son. And verse 22, now the rest of the acts of Isaiah from the first to last, the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, wrote. So Isaiah rested with his fathers, and they buried him with his fathers in the field of burial, which belonged to the kings, for they said he is a leper. Then Jotham, his son, reigned in his place. All right, so we want to end there. Just to give you an idea, um, just how I read and study. And um, so what we observe, I have my Bible here underlined and so on. You should underline it, which is cool, because you could, you could use it as a reference and come back to it. I could go back now and see a similarity to what Uzziah did in terms of he's been developing uh, because he's seeking after God. So God blessed him. And therefore, he realized that he's so prideful. He gets so prideful. And we see that with people in our life, this, in, in, in our lives these days. And it's so sad to see that Uzziah had to reach to that point. He reached the point when even when the priest tell him, Uzziah, what's going on with you? Leave because here's, here's the temple. You're not supposed to be here. He reached the point when Uzziah gets so angry with them because they tell him that. And he got angry with them. Literally, he got literally angry with them. So it reached the point where God had struck him with leprosy and so that he could run out and leave the place and then he, he died with leprosy. So... This is something that, you know, we really, I learn a lot here um, while reading this because I want to prosper in my life. I realize that you must have desires to prosper. You, you must know exactly what you want in life. 
Uh, so you must have that desire to prosper, whether it's to make a million dollars, 10 million, 100 million, um, to own lands and buildings um, for family development. Uh, that could go any that could go anyway to travel and um but what it also shows that when you have that desire and God does bless you with that desire because you're seeking God and because you're seeking God, God wants to prosper you so you're seeking God, God wants to prosper you, and therefore you have your desires, but yes, when God started to bless you with some of the, some of these desires, you get so prideful, your heart is lifted up. And you start to do things that God never tell you to do and God doesn't really want you to do, right? So that is something I learned today. And I, it is, this is, is really interesting and something to sit down and, and reflect on. Um, you can even go deeper to get references. Um, for instance, uh, I know the back, a little bit about the background of the environment of back then. If you don't know, you can go and read up on the background of um uh the the kingdom of judah how they live how they eat what 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 was the environment like and so on and you know just a little bit about the background story of the kings of judah you know so you can go that deep if you want to as well if you don't have to you can just read it here and, and get uh, insight and what jumps out at you one thing i didn't do i normally before i read my bible i would pray and i would ask god for for insights Right, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to end this with a prayer, and then we're going to over us here. So there God, thank you very much for taking care of us. Thank you for blessing us to read the word of God uh, and to study the word of God. Please bless all those who are listening. Any problems they are going through now in their life, dear God, we are going to pray to God that you please step in front of their problems, dear God, so that they can be uh, delivered from their problems. Show them exactly what is the work that you need them to do so that they can be uh, delivered from that problem. And we know more problems are just going to come, so please equip them with the strength they've got to handle the problems and let them realize their God that when the problem is solved, that they remember that it was only through you, their God, that you solved, you had done solve the problem. So take care of each and every one of my uh, listeners. We thank you for them. We, we praise your name in Jesus' name. Amen. So guys, thank you very much for coming across and I will see you on the next one.